This is a Real Presence Radio news link. If you have a family member or friend who has left the church, Deacon Mark Creechie of the Crookston Diocese has a new approach for you to explore while reaching out to them. April 27th and 28th, he'll be leading an online Shepherding Them Home workshop from 7 to 8.30 p.m. The sessions will help develop a plan to guide you as you approach your loved one about coming home. Learn more online at crookston.org. And the Diocese of New Ulm's Bishop Lavore invites you to join him in praying for all of our healthcare workers, giving thanks for their care and heroic sacrifice. Bishop will privately celebrate a white mass for these workers this coming Tuesday. You can view the liturgy online at dnu.org slash white mass. The Diocese of Fargo has moved its priestly ordinations from June 6th to Saturday, August 8th. Deacons Jared Grossman, Riley Durkin, and Eric Seitz will be ordained at 10 a.m. at St. Mary's Cathedral in Fargo. The faithful are asked to keep them in prayer as they finish their preparation for priesthood. This has been an RPR Newslink. Easter greetings. This is Steve Sponskowski. I hope you are all safe and well. It has been a great joy to serve as Executive Director for Real Presence Radio for just over 13 years. It has been a very blessed time for my family and a great opportunity to learn to serve and trust. Our family has discerned that the Lord is calling us to step out on the water in faith and follow Him. Where that will lead, we do not yet know, but we are beginning our search. I am working on a transition plan with our Board of Directors, and Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for the position of Executive Director. It is a very rewarding opportunity for somebody with a great love for the Church, evangelization through radio, and a proven skill for leadership. For more information and a job description, call us at 701-795-0122 and ask for Brittany, or email Brittany at realpresenceradio.com. Thank you for all we have been able to accomplish together, and thank you for your continued prayers for Real Presence Radio and our family. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father Craig Vosick, your host today, coming from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm so delightful, delighted that you are able to be with us today. Uh, before we move on 
Uh, we'll be praying the rosary a little bit later, and we'll be interviewing Bishop Kagan just at present. But did you know that while the coronavirus precautions continue, we're broadcasting the Daily Mass celebrated by one of our local priests live every day? Uh, it's on the radio, and it's via Facebook Live and YouTube. That's Monday through Friday. You can tune in at 9 a.m. Central to listen and watch live. The video is also available to watch at any time of the day after that as well. So please know that that is what we're up to from 9 to 9.30 uh, Central, Monday through Friday. We are now moving into a beautiful segment to be able to speak with the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, Bishop David Kagan. Bishop, uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you, Father, for having me. It's good to be here. Oh, we're so delighted to have you. Uh, how How is Easter going in general and in particular with regard to uh, COVID? <laughs> well, I'll, I will tell you, it's the uh, it's the most unusual and different Easter I've ever spent in my life. Yeah. And now that I'm over 70, I can say that with some assurance. However, <laughs> I have to say, as you know, uh, different and uh, unsettling as this Lent, Holy Weekend, and Easter season has been, I, I can imagine, for everyone. Uh, it has, in a way, uh, presented, at least to me in my own prayer and meditation, a, a point that I, I think, you know, I'm a lifelong Catholic, I just took all this you know, for granted, mm. because from year to year it occurs, and and whether I was in the seminary or as a priest and now as a bishop, we celebrate, you know, these liturgical seasons uh, in a in a beautiful way, uh, both uh, in its simplicity and in its its grandeur as well. And I it, it dawned on me, you know. Uh, now that it's so different, why would I have ever just taken this all for granted? You know, I, I, you know, it, it, God works in in various and strange ways, and as Pope Benedict said so often, He always writes straight, uh, straight, but many times with crooked lines. <laughs> uh, maybe this is our opportunity as Catholics, at least for me, I, I had to do a bit of a, a serious examination of conscience and soul-searching about, you know, from day to day, week to week, year to year, uh, I've, I think I've been in kind of, you know, an unintentional rut that, well, yes, it's Mass every day and so mm -hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. But now, when we're celebrating Mass, uh, priests uh, virtually with no one present, and uh, our, for our Catholic people not being able to be present at Masses in general, you know, have we just taken all this a little too much for granted? You know, and it's not that we do it intentionally, but we do just kind of get into that rut, if you will, or routine. Mm -hmm. And Mass and the other sacraments are anything but routine. Uh, yeah. There are personal and communal encounters with the living God, mm -hmm. and that's never routine, <laughs> or at least it shouldn't be for oh, Right, us. right, right. And, uh, you know, so it, it's amidst all of this, I think it's been an, a, a real 
blessing for me. I've, I've meditated on this daily in my own holy hour at, as I prepare for my private Mass or, you know, as, as we live stream from the cathedral, you know, the, the Paschal Triduum. Uh, I've never, as a priest or bishop, done all this in an empty church. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it, that that gives a great deal of, of uh, food for meditation and uh, uh, prayer, how essential uh, the Most Holy Eucharist and the other sacraments are for Catholic life. But they really, by their nature, aren't private mm-hmm. in one sense. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's always that personal dimension to to prayer, to the sacraments. But it's uh, it's the life of the church, which is a communal life mm-hmm. in Christ. And uh, I think, perhaps, and I'm hoping, uh, you know, for others as well. It it instills a, a, a far greater fervor and devotion and uh, practice of of our faith uh, once we're able to reassemble and gather again in public liturgies and and devotions. Uh, people are doing their very best. I realize that, but. It's just not the same. So and right. that's a roundabout way of answering your question. How was my Easter? In one, it was vastly different, but yeah. on a, 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 a deeper level, it's at a profound and I, I hope a, a positive and lasting effect on my own appreciation yeah. for the life of the church, which is the sacramental and uh, devotional life of the church. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, well, yeah. it's been on my mind uh, ever since. Uh, regrettably, on uh, the solemnity of Saint Joseph, I had to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, issue the uh, the cessation of public right uh, worship. Right, I remember that. I was glad, I mean, I was sad that it happened, but I was glad that we were able to offer the Mass for in honor of St. Joseph. Uh, it was really it was Well, really I did that by design. Oh, I, I, I had both Bishop Fulda and I, we had been in conversations about this, and we both, I don't recall we ever said, you know, to each other, what day do you want it to go into effect or your planning, but... Uh, you know, and maybe I should have uh, asked the question, but I, I, it just occurred to me, I, well, I can't really do this to everyone, especially before the solemnity of St. Joseph, so that's why I made it in the afternoon of that day, knowing pretty much all parishes would certainly have Mass in the morning sometime. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was really beautiful, even in the midst of such a difficulty. So yes, Bishop, I want to come back to the question that you've answered so eloquently, uh, and the question through that answer has opened up a lot of other topics for our conversation. I want to get to them. In particular, I want to stay mm-hmm. on the issue of gratitude and the jarring which has taken place that shakes us yeah. from, from our sort of malaise or whatever we've been going through, uh, unintentionally, as you say. But before I get to that, so be ready for that, but before I get to that, to come back just on a real practical level to Holy week uh i I was with you uh, as as all the priests and maybe many of the faithful were on um 
Chrism Mass for the Chrism Mass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was in a. It seemed like it was a small chapel. Um, yeah. And I was glad to be with you for that. But then I wasn't with you for the Tritum because we had things going streaming from you, Mary. Did right. you say that you yeah. did that from the big church or from your private chapel? No, uh, from the cathedral itself. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is a big space. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it. We tried to uh, limit it as best. I think, uh, it, I think there were eleven people in the church, all counting me, the cathedral priests, and uh, the people who were assisting with some music and and uh, doing the the filming or the live streaming. Mm. So, I hope no one reports me to the governor, <laughs> but I. I tried to keep it to ten or fewer people, but sometimes that just isn't possible. But yeah, well. but yeah, uh, I, as I said, I that was very different. You know, you're standing there, and you know the the camera's out there, but there's absolutely nobody else, and the wow. rest of the cathedral was dark. Just wow. the sanctuary was lit. So. Mm. That is a strange and uh, lasting image for for uh, the rest of our lives. Really, this this strange yeah. year. So oh, everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody. I'm visiting with Bishop Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck. We're speaking about. Uh, we started with how his Easter is going, but it's quickly gone into a deep reflection on uh, the opportunity before us in the midst of this difficulty of recognizing uh, and cherishing and being jarred from uh, any presumption or. Um, uh, taking for granted the gifts of God that have been given to us that have been so, because of so many priests and the stability of the church in so many parts of the world for so long, we just all kind of presumed that this is the way it always is supposed to be. And maybe it is supposed to be, but it's not always guaranteed to be this way. Uh, and so right. Bishop has opened up such a beautiful reflection for us on this point. Uh, maybe to continue uh, with regard to uh, this gratitude, uh, but maybe even to move into a conversation about uh, how about how about the mysteries of our faith uh, and not just the you know we, we commemorate them in the sacraments but the mysteries of our faith I think maybe those also become sort of oh yeah Jesus came oh yeah Jesus died oh yeah Jesus rose but <laughs> uh, maybe this is an opportunity to jar some of that loose uh, and and to bring some some renewed fervor so anything you want to weigh in on any any of those topics Bishop well, you know, Father, you you hit on an excellent uh, point, and and again, you know, I, it, I, I, from time to time, you know, we all as as priests in in uh, our preaching, we hit on on this uh, one of the central truths of our faith, and that is. Uh, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus from the dead uh, is the kind of the fulcrum on which not just our faith but uh, human history uh, balances. Uh, and, you know, I think to make it a little more personal, as you noted, you know, it's a good point for any of us to reflect on whether we're you know, examining our conscience more in that general way or more specifically in anticipation of of going to confession or just a point of meditation, maybe, a few moments in the day when we have some quiet time. But just to, you know, to 
simply ask ourselves and do our best to answer that with uh, sincerity. Uh, has the resurrection of Jesus from the dead really made a difference in my life? Hmm. You know, if it has, what's the difference? But if it hasn't, well, why hasn't it? You know, and, you know, a lot of times, and again, I, I go back, you know, we get into these unintentional routines where we just get used to every, as you say, and that was well said, this is the way it's supposed to be, but that's not always the way it's going to end up being. And, you know, uh, sometimes I think uh, the resurrection becomes a historical moment in time, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful moment in time, right. but it's kind of left there. You know, and of course, I believe right. Jesus rose from the dead 2,000 plus years ago. <laughs> right. But do we understand that has an eternal and an mm. enduring impact in mm everyone's life, not just then, but mm-hmm. today and tomorrow and long after we're all dead and buried. It's still, it's it's ever-present. But, you know, and yeah, I, Lent was different, to be sure, but that's one of the things in Lent I was told a long time ago as a, a young seminarian, uh, one of the purposes of Lent is for us to clear away everything else and just think about, meditate on the resurrection of Christ. That's what we're preparing for. Mm -hmm. Does it mean anything to you? Has it made a difference? You know, and it's something, you know, we can all be quick to say, oh, yes, I believe that. And yes, it's made a difference in my life. And hopefully don't ask me then what What's the difference? Because, you know, am I in my relationships with others, uh, you know, in my work life, in my recreational life? uh, uh, What I was doing before Easter, am I back doing the same thing now? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you can point to any number of, of examples, but... Uh, most especially, does the resurrection really make a difference to me in my relationship with God? <laughs> Am I praying regularly, daily? Uh, am I making the effort to make at least Sunday Mass a priority for me? You know, uh, it, it, those sorts of things. You know, or is it, you know business as usual, so to speak, once Easter Sunday's over. Right. But, you know, it's uh, it's something, you know, I don't mean to launch into a sermon, but it's something we all <laughs> have to work on, whether yeah. uh, it's Pope Francis or me or you or anybody, any other Catholic. Mm-hmm. This is, it doesn't play favorites. It's kind yeah. of that kind of a two-edged sword presenting, you know, uh, is there a something of a, a dichotomy between what I believe and then what I actually do in my daily life when it comes to 
the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Why did he do that? Yeah. You know, and for whom did he do it? You know, yeah. that's that's kind of those things that sometimes when we think about it, it puts us a bit on the spot. <laughs> Which isn't so bad, <laughs> right? It's good. It's good for us from time to time to uh, have to think about these things, Bishop. We've kind of run out of time here. Thank you so much oh, uh, for sh- for sharing on um, how how your meditation, how your prayer, how your thoughts have been guided, and now sharing that with us is going to help us uh, think more deeply and uh, thoughtfully about these things as things as well. Would you be able to give us your blessing before you go, Bishop? I shall. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made made heaven heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bishop, thank you so much. God bless you, Father. Thank you. God bless you, too. Everybody, that was remarkable. You're going to want to probably go back and check out the podcast uh, from Bishop Kagan with us today, getting to the heart of the matter. Um, and as he was speaking, I was thinking about, uh, he said, uh, not just historical, but in our daily life, and even after we're dead and gone, the resurrection matters. And I was thinking, especially uh, after we're dead and gone, because if I'm dead and gone and Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then I'm just dead and dead and gone and gone. But when I'm dead and gone, if Jesus has risen from the dead and I am in him and his resurrection, I'm not actually dead and gone. I am alive in a deeper way and I am present to the Lord for all eternity. That's a big difference, people. So thank you so much, Bishop Kagan. Again, you're going to want to go check that out on the podcast when it comes out. Um, We're going to take a short break and then the NDSU versus UND bike race, which I was a part of when I was younger. Uh, I was at NDSU. Um... The COVID reality and NDSU UND bike race has made some changes. We're going to talk about what that looks like. Stay with us at Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 